Today, I'm going to be talking about my recent TEDx talk, what I say in the talk and why. And you'll get to hear the talk in its entirety. And at the end, I'll link to some more great TEDx talks and explain how you can do your own TEDx talk. Hello and a very warm welcome to episode number 48 of Your Bravo Career. My name is Mark Crossfield. I'm a professional career coach, helping you to love your job and build a great career. This podcast is about why your career matters, how you can enjoy what you're doing each day at work, and how to build a great career along the way. So, in today's episode, I am going to be talking about my recent TEDx talk. I was uh, tremendously honoured to have been invited to speak at the Wigan Studio TEDx event. And for those that don't know, Wigan is a town in the north of England and is part of Greater Manchester. And I previously worked in Wigan, Wigan Council actually, and I'm also the Educational Director for Wigan Speakers, part of the ASC Association for Speaker Clubs. Thanks to Adam Stott, who put the event together and invited me to speak at the event. So, what is my talk about? Well, I talk about my journey on the path to enjoyable and rewarding work. Why it's important to reflect on your career, stand back and ask yourself if you are on the right path. And I encourage you to have the confidence to do something about it, if that's not the case. I even talk about a pearl of wisdom one of my school teachers, Mr. Carroll, gave to me. So listen out for that. My passion continues to be about helping people to love their job and have great careers, of course. And I'm hoping the TEDx platform will inspire others to set themselves free, find a job they'll love and help to contribute to society and deal with the many challenges of our age. So I've put a link to the video in the show notes, but here is the audio from the talk that I did for the Wigan Studio TEDx event a few weeks ago. We've come in from the cold. Jobs that were once dirty, dangerous and dull have been replaced by careers in warm offices with comfortable furniture or even home working locations with less comfortable furniture, but with pets. The only perils being the occasional skirmish around the biscuit tin at tea time, or even cameo appearances by pets and children on video calls. Our jobs today are now less about brawn and more about brain. However, the story doesn't have a happy ending for most of us, because even in 2021, we're still much more likely to endure our jobs rather than enjoy them. We're more inclined to spread the joys of the arrival of the weekend on social media than we are to boast about how much we enjoy our jobs. Why is that? Black why question, and in particular what we can do about it, is what I want to talk about today. You see, to start with, we're educated well, but not in how to manage our careers. In an already overcrowded syllabus, there's simply no room for career management. And having created swim lanes 
from education to employment, you provide no education of what to do with that destination isn't right for you, which can be a problem when you recognise that your career will be long and you'll spend most of your waking hours at work. And over the years, even if you stay in the same job, your role is likely to change, as will what you want from work. Because, of course, you will change as well. What's important to you about your work and what you're interested in will change. It's good, therefore, to know that your job isn't fixed. You can change it. You have options. Although, of course, the challenge is that we can't always see these options, or at least not right away. When I was at school, we had metal classes with Mr. Carroll. Like all the best teachers, he was also a great coach. Of course, he had the advantage of an engaging subject. What's not to like about metalwork? He gets to play with cool stuff like power drills, white hot fire and sharp looking tools. And you make really interesting stuff like an ashtray, a pendant and a trowel and other appropriate objects for a 13-year-old boy. Although my mum, dad and gran were definitely covered when it came to choosing Christmas presents. And when we were working on our latest creation in metalwork, there would come a time, it's about midpoint of the lesson, it was always a double lesson, when Mr Carroll would call time out for us all to reflect on our work. This is when he would ask us to pause, step away from the workbenches, away from the dangerous looking tools, avert our eyes from the allure of the fire, and instead reflect on what we were working on. Think about how we were working the metals and maybe discuss what we'd be doing next. There'd always be some poor soul who had melted the ashtray beyond recognition, and that would be fun. But that reflection helps us to step back from what we were doing and to create space to imagine the alchemy of transformation from base metals to objects of utility and to course correct if we needed to. We always needed to. And it's a good discipline. It's also what we need more of in our careers. Sometimes we need some time out, a pause to allow the space for imagination and, of course, transformation and to consider our options. Because we all want a career that is fulfilling, enjoyable and rewarding or some version of that aspiration. And you probably know that feeling when your day just flows, you feel good about yourself and your work, you're performing at your higher level, such are your feelings for what you're doing. And if so, you know it's during these times when you love your job that you give your best at work. And right now, we have lots of reasons why giving your best is important. Solving the world's problems, serving society, or just helping somebody to the best of your ability. To do the work we love is more likely to lead us to giving our best in that work. That's good for you, but it's good for all of us. Why am I telling you all this? Because I found myself in mid-career disillusioned and stuck. And at that time, I had an epiphany. I now call it my Manhattan moment. On a trip to New York, swept up in the awesomeness of that great city and walking through Midtown, 
I was filled with a sense of happiness, joy and bliss. And in that moment, sitting alongside the joyous experience and remembering a time when my work had been a source of happiness for me, I saw that my job had now become typified by an absence of happiness and fulfilment. I saw that I had begun to wonder how quickly could I tiptoe to the end of my career and put my working life behind me. But at that moment, I also recognised that I had so much still to give and I vowed there and then that I would seek out work that I could love and in which I could make a difference. Since then, the disillusion at work had become my speciality. I talk to them every day. And I noticed that in wanting to enjoy the work or find a job where they could do that, the unhappy at work seek solutions to, to their predicament. Looking at job websites, looking at opportunities, looking, always looking for the answers. But, and this is the crux of my message today, what if we could find career transformation through reflection and asking the right questions rather than seeking answers? You see, we are taught to find answers at school and in business and in life, but we rarely see the merit of using questions. Therefore, it seems obvious that when it comes to our career, using a reflection to ask the right questions is where we should start. Questions lead to the widening of your understanding of the problem. They help you to be creative and devise, devise solutions. Good questions open up pathways in your brain. Answers, on the other hand, build on your internal judgments and maybe even your misperceptions and are based on narrowing and limiting focus. Two of the greatest questions you can ask are what if and how? What if and how? These questions are first about imagining what could be. When it comes to the what if question, these are the ones I ask myself. What if I did look forward to Mondays? What if I found my job interesting? And enjoyable? What if I was using the skills that I most enjoy? What if I did love my job? These what if questions are meant to jolt you into thinking about alternative ways of working and being. They help you to see what you assume is a fixed reality is, in fact, in most cases, a choice. The how question, on the other hand, the second most powerful question, helps you to roll up your sleeves and work out the practicalities. Here are some examples. How could I find a job that I find more interesting and enjoyable? Possible answers I came up with were make a list of those things that interest you. Or look at industries that you're interested in. Or look at companies that seem fun to work for. How could I find a job where I'm using my strengths and skills? Possible answers I came up with were Make a list of those strengths and skills that I want to use the more of. Look for roles where those strengths and skills are likely to be required. See if I can redesign my existing role to include more of these strengths and skills. You can quickly see that using these two questions, what if and how, you can more accurately understand your current situation. You can see the possibilities for your job and your career and begin to transform the path ahead. So I've said what I want to say. Let me turn to you. What's your what if question? You know, the one you're now dying to ask yourself. And how can you carry out your own work reflection and use questions to reimagine your career? 
These questions will set you free, point the way to a job you love doing and help you to contribute to society and deal with the many challenges of our age. So, there you have it, my TEDx talk for the Wigan Studio event held a few weeks ago. Thanks again to Adam Stott for organising the event. The response to the talk has been very positive and I've also had a few people ask me how they can do their own TEDx talk. So I'll put some ideas about how you can do that in the show notes. But The key is to find a host that is putting on a TEDx event, ideally near where you live. We had one in Wigan, which is how I got invited. And there was also one in Warrington recently. Kate Trafford, a friend of the podcast and fellow coach, did a speech at the Warrington event. I'll put a link in the show notes to all the proposed TED Talks going on, all the TEDx Talks going on. And if you find an event you're interested in, you can message the organisers to see if they're still looking for speakers. Or you could draft a nice email to send to all the organisers asking if they're looking for speakers or if you could be a reserve for any of the speakers that drop out. The other option is to organise your own event or work with others to organise events. There are details how you can do that, which I've put in the show notes. Okay, so finally, I'm going to put a link in the show notes to some more TED Talks that I recommend that you check out, including a great talk about critical thinking, a very useful skill when it comes to career decision-making. So that's it. We've come to the end of another episode. I hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you for staying with me and I hope you enjoyed the uh, the TEDx talk. You can email me at mark at bravocoaching.co.uk and you can find the show notes at bravocoaching.co.uk forward slash podcast. If you haven't already subscribed, why not do that now? That way you won't miss the next episode. Have a wonderful week and I'll speak to you again in a couple of weeks time. Bye for now.